You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand ghost of a chance? Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast. Now today, I am joined by actually a recurring guest, I think possibly his third time on From the Bleachers. We have Dan Campbell, better known as Soupy, from the Philadelphia band, The Wonder Years. Dan, thank you for coming on once again. Thank you for having me. Uh, I got my wisdom teeth out this week, so if I'm mumbling, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I didn't realize till just now. That could make for if you just did it immediately after, that could have made for a really interesting. Well, you know what? I didn't go under for these. I got the bottom two out last year. Okay. Um, I broke one doing the video shoot for Out of My Feet, and so I had to get it out kind of right away. Okay. And then uh I waited a, a good whole year be- just because I, you know, we were having the baby and money, actually my tourings. Yeah, and well, everything. no touring actually. The yeah, I, yeah, right. no money because no touring. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. yeah, yeah. And my my dentist had a baby and then we had a baby and uh finally got it in. So um but yeah, this one I was awake for, so I you know, wasn't loopy. I drove myself home. Um got to like hear them pulling the teeth out of my mouth, which is an unpleasant sound, but a, a great experience. So shout out Dr. Nelson. <laughs> Is it better or worse than the cliche nails on a chalkboard? Uh, it's it's not nails on a chalkboard. It's just like you hear like a twisting and the kind of like a pulling sound. Okay. It's not that kind of pitch. I hate that that like that high pitch. It's not yes. that. Not your vocal style. Not my thing. No. <laughs> not my thing. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm talking through it all right. But if I'm mumbling, you just let me know. You have some other tours coming up, though. Fingers crossed for the fall, right? Fall yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's going to work out. Um, Wonder Years are going to do six shows um, indoors for the first time since March of 2020. We have a. Uh, there's still some tickets in Providence, but it's about to sell out. And but there's still tickets in Stroudsburg, PA. Um, okay. Albany and Syracuse. And then there's an Asbury show and a Wilmington show. Those are long sold out. And then I also am going to do an Asbury Park show for my other band, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties on December 27th. And that goes on sale Friday, this Friday, the okay. 5th. Yeah, so I don't know. If this... You know, so we're recording this for you guys uh, around 11 o'clock on Wednesday morning. So this should be out either late, late this afternoon or late tomorrow at the, at the latest. Cool. So we'll definitely be able to get people, get in on those tickets. Are yeah. Talking, last doing... time. We did it. <clears throat> no, we're doing a uh, house of independence. And last time we did it, um, I didn't expect to, I don't know. It's, you know, Aaron West is not the wonder years. So I never know what to expect. Uh, there's yeah. not as much like history. I can't be like, Oh, last time we played here and we announced Asbury. And I thought like, you know, maybe it'll do. Okay. Maybe we'll sell like a couple hundred tickets and it sold out in like under an hour. 
yeah. And we added a second show and that one sold out too. And so, um, you know, I would just say if you're interested in coming to that, I would, I would look into tickets, you know, on Friday, just in case. Definitely. I've seen you have a handful of times, I think. So if you're a fan of the act or, or just Dan in general, Aaron West is definitely something to see, especially if you are one of your fan, you'll definitely get that same type of cathartic enjoyment out of there. I'd say. Yeah. So. And, and we're doing it. Um, you know, it's full bands, the full eight piece band with, um, yeah. you know, the, the horn section and the keys and the banjo and everything. So it'll be cool. Lovely. I feel, I feel like that's great for the, the bar sound of Asbury Park. It's perfect for Asbury. Yeah. We love doing yes. it there. Okay. We, talking about, you said the Wonder Years, Lori. It's not really there for Aaron West, but this past Sunday, Eagles, 44 to 6, an iconic score in Eagles lore. You didn't catch the game live. Am I, am I correct in saying that? I did catch it. I just caught it with like a toddler running around. Um, and so it's like, you know, it's Halloween, he's getting ready to go trick or treating. He's excited. So I'm watching, I got one eye on him. He was the incredible Hulk. So he kept threatening to Hulk mash, uh, our three week old, um, you know, not, um, not for real, but I had had to make sure it wasn't for real. So, you know, and so I was, I was really dialed into the game until it kind of got out of hand. And then I was like, all right, well, this is locked up. Let me do the dad thing. So I was watching, um, watching some highlights this morning to make sure I was prepared to talk about it with you. Yeah. I think Josh sweat one as the incredible Hulk on uh, Halloween too. It sure looks like it, or maybe Jordan Howard or also Boston Scott. Maybe that's the <laughs> yeah. Avengers. Yeah. I think uh, Boston Scott have some uh, rocket raccoon vibes as this little powerful being. Uh, did they make who is Boston Scott t-shirts? No, like, no, I've never seen that before. That no, was just it's, such a random guy. Well, just remember the first uh, game where he went off. Um, might have been two years ago now. And the announcer, the Giants, right? Yeah, and the uh, the national announcer screamed like, "Who is Boston Scott?" <laughs> I was like, "That should be a T-shirt." Oh, we need to get back on the T-shirt game. No, since we've been here, we really does haven't made T-shirts. We have. I've given out over the last couple of years a bunch of just BGN shirts we have, but we don't have any more. Gotta Let me be of... in charge of your merch. I love merch. Yeah, you're definitely going to be better at it than I am. So uh, yeah, tell them you know, get tell free merch out of it. Tell BLG to hire me. Okay. Yeah, get us th- this ever-growing network of great artists. You have to get in here. So, but yeah, the game was um was a lot of fun, right? It was the game that we were looking for all year, kind of. When I woke up on Sunday, I was like, I can't believe I have to watch them play today. Like, I wish I could just fast forward to four o'clock and then go read or watch TV or something like that. And I ended up having the most fun I've had during an Eagles game, I guess, since week one. Or really, this game was more fun than week one. And really, since, God, that that Wentz playoff run at the end of 2019, that was the most fun I've had an Eagles game in legitimately two years. Yeah, it was. um, And it was all of the things that we had been asking for, right? Like, you and I have been been texting all year and it was like wow wouldn't it be awesome if we rushed more than four you know if we blitzed sometimes wouldn't it be awesome if we you know and everyone in philadelphia was screaming run the ball but i from from the niners game on i had been saying please call up jordan howard please call him up from the practice squad because you have a couple of backs that i don't want to say are redundant right they're all talented in their own ways but a lot of the things they do the skill set is pretty similar but what I really wanted on the team was a LeGarrette Blunt style. If I need one yard, this guy can pretty much guarantee he's going to get me that one yard. I feel like if yeah. he was on the roster 
for the San Francisco game. That one's a W. Yeah, when they're going, they get uh, the they do the Philly special redux on fourth and goal, and they get st- stood up there. Yeah, like imagine just if you'd had Jordan Howard called up that game and just said, "Okay, uh, guy whose job it is to run people over, go run somebody over, and let's get a touchdown here and let's win this game." Like that's it was really good to see him up there, and it was really good to see that kind of football being played. We have some breaking news. Uh, Eagles have waived veteran linebacker Eric Wilson. He was a healthy scratch on wow. Sunday against Detroit. Uh, I guess they like TJ Edwards. Sean Bradley has some nice plays. He's a good special teamer. And Alex Singleton, I mean, is, is Alex Singleton. But. It's a, a tackling machine, but, you know, maybe not. Yeah, Alex Singleton might lead the league in guy. tackles probably, but he's getting he's getting the tackle seven yards downfield. I think. Yeah. Uh, Sean Bradley, Temple alum, right? Yes, he is. So from here, trademark. That's yes. great. Um, yeah, I guess I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, do we did we have to make space for that new quarterback from Denver? Uh, they cut or waived, I should say, uh, Brett Toth yesterday to make room mm. for Carrie Vince Jr., who I actually wrote about a couple times in the lead up to the draft. Ellis, he sat out the 2020 season, I believe, uh, and he comes. I mean, LSU defensive backs have a great pedigree in the NFL, so. I think that's a great buy low move. Some people, I saw some people kind of negatively comparing it to the Gennard AV trade from a couple of years prior, but I think it was really solid, especially because they had, uh, I think they had three six round picks. Yeah. Well, well the, I mean, those picks are lottery tickets. If you feel good about one, and yeah, you throw know, a lottery ticker on LSU, dude. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a bad call to me. Um, yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm, I actually was kind of wondering if the birds were going to take a flyer on Jalen Smith now that he's been cut by Green Bay. Just see if he's got anything left. I feel like the two cuts is a sign that he has nothing left. Yeah, it probably is. But, you know, you don't feel not, particularly right? inspired by our linebacking group. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess just in general, though, you like Sunday everything was, you saw Sunday? Sunday was a Boomer Eagles fans dream. They ran the ball with the running backs, I think, like 29 handoffs <clears> to uh, – Scott and Howard, they blitzed the crap out of the opposing team. It just felt like they did a poll on Twitter for every play. Like, okay, should we blitz on this play? Yes or no? You have five seconds to 30 seconds to respond. And this is our play calls for the entire game. It's, I have been kind of long on the banging the table that I would like to be Baltimore North. That's the style of yes, football that ex- I want to play. That's exactly what they should have done all year is a run heavy scheme and done like, Obviously, Jalen Hurts is not Lamar Jackson, either as a runner nor a passer, but having no. that type of attack, utilizing multiple running backs, rush heavy, doing that couple stuff, and having a at least theoretically a ferocious defense that's going to blitz the Eagles still do, even without Brandon Graham, some really talented pass rushers up, up front. That's that's exactly what they should have been doing all season. Yeah, and it's – yeah, maybe it's not Lamar Jackson because no one is Lamar Jackson, but yeah, as far Jalen as like NFL – quarterbacks is the closest corollary that you're going to get. Right. And maybe like a Kyler Murray, but Kyler, yeah, Kyler's a better he's got wheels. He's got moves in the open field. And I think that if you were running more designed runs for him, I just, I think it's possible to look like Baltimore light right now. And I think that's fun football. That's what I'd like to be watching. Like I, I think, and it's certainly an organizational edict dating back to the Andy Reid era. And it's something that Jeffrey Lurie, is clearly adamant about that the best way, and I agree, the best way to consistent success yearly in the NFL is to have a great to elite passing game. But for this specific season, 
to win football games, they're going to need to have this run-heavy scheme because of who their quarterback is, because of who he is and who he isn't, and because of the talent at, at running back right now. And whether that means when Miles Sanders back, they continue this or change it, I don't know. I think it's bizarre that because of when Miles Sanders finally went out that they had this type of attack, and they didn't really even use Kenny Gainwell until mop-up duty in the fourth quarter once Minshew was in there. It's strange. It's bizarre. And maybe they're just sort of realizing they're playing to the team's strength. It took all this time to say, like, hey, maybe we don't believe Jalen is the guy, neither the coaching staff, nor the front office, nor the ownership. And we're just going to try to win football games this way and see if we could have a fun season, have meaningful football into December. And maybe, hey, the, the conference stinks and they get the seventh seed in the NFC. Like, I don't expect it to happen, but it's a way to kind of, you know, have a sustained season that keeps fan interest in there. I also don't think it's impossible. I was looking at the schedule. Does 10 and 7 feel totally impossible to you when you're looking at the Giants and Washington two times? You're looking at Denver. You're looking at the Saints with, uh, I don't know, Taysom Hill playing quarterback? Question mark? Yes. Right? It doesn't feel like... They should have traded for Bridgewater, the Saints. Yeah, or uh, there's a quarterback in Chicago that I think Malcolm knows pretty well that... Oh, my God. I don't he know. Lost, maybe he, the only two playoff games he's lost are to the Saints too. Yeah. So maybe uh, you should have given Nick a call yesterday yeah. if you were in New Orleans. But yeah, I don't think the ten and seven is like totally. I mean, I'm always overly optimistic, sure. but like it doesn't feel like it's out of the realm of possibility if you just play to your player's strength. But that's my like biggest pet peeve for a coach is when the coach is like, no, the scheme is the most important and these humans must adapt to it. It's like all of these humans come in with these unique and wonderful skill sets that got them to the NFL. And if you just utilize those skill sets, I think you have a better chance of winning than trying to force, you know, uh, square pegs into round holes. And so I think if you run, you know, uh, an option heavy run-based offense i think if you let your pass rushers get after it and you blitz i think if you trust i mean you have darius slay and you have nelson and they're not maybe they're not elite cornerbacks anymore or ever were in the case of nelson but it's an upgrade over what you have had in the past trust them a little bit right and if you get beat for 80 yards in one play well, at least you got beat quickly instead of getting beat for 80 yards over the course of 10 plays and us having to watch the defense get tired. Yeah, and I've been very critical of Slay in the past, but undoubtedly he's having a better season in 2021 than he had in 2020. And the last couple of games in particular, he's really, really stepped up. And talking about the playoff thing, like, again, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, seven days ago, I was miserable about this team, but just stating the facts that Carolina is seventh in the NFC playoff race right now if the season ended after this past week carolina would get in as the seventh team the seventh team they are four and four the eagles are just one game back at three and five and they do have the tiebreaker over carolina because of head-to-head matchups like they won uh back in october three and five and again like so close to beating nine and eight. maybe maybe things break right nine and eight yeah i i was listening to uh i we played fest this weekend in florida and Holy, how was um, that it was it was awesome. It was really really cool. Um, but my, with all of the the airline stuff, my flight had gotten moved up, so I basically was on a flight like seven hours after I was off stage. Oh. Um, so pretty exhausted. When I landed in Philly, I flipped on the radio um, to hear what people were talking about before the Lions game, and I heard a lot of people that were like, "I hope they lose this for the draft picks," and I, I just I'm not. 
I'm not that interested. I just don't think that like the difference between, you know, losing this game or, or I guess if we totally tanked the season, maybe it would make a difference, but I just, I feel like there's talent in the first round. There's talent in the top of the second round and we have a lot of picks and I'm not willing to lose games yet on purpose to get a better one. I don't like tanking in the NFL. I think it's way different. It's a different animal than the NBA or the NHL. I was fine with the Sixers doing the process. I was a vocal proponent of it for years. And even the years prior, wouldn't do a teardown like that. But in the NFL, there's one game a week. I kind of want that mental release of watching the Eagles every week. I think people should enjoy that. I think an Eagles win in itself is an enjoyable endeavor. And there is something to be said about the younger players on this roster excelling this season and becoming legitimate building blocks for next season. I want to yeah. see some Eagles wins because Devontae Smith plays well, because Jordan Malata plays well, because Lane Lane, Lane Dickerson's Landon Dickerson, but also Lane well. Johnson. Welcome and back. And also Lane. Lane Johnson. Welcome back, and, and we're glad you're feeling well. well. And Javon Hargrave continues on this all-pro all pace. And I want to see those guys develop and succeed and become true building blocks to win. Next season comes, whether it's Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, or Russell Wilson, or Malik Willis, whoever, they are in a position to make a legitimate playoff run because of the the work those guys put in this season to be better next season. 100%. Hey, quick aside, uh, shout out to Lane Johnson. As a guy who takes a daily SSRI, uh, I feel you. And uh, and getting onto and getting off of those is uh, is difficult. So glad you're back. Glad you're feeling good. Um, glad you're paving the lane. But not that he's going to listen to this. Team SSRI. <laughs> Team SSRI over here. Um, <laughs> oh man, I, I so yeah, I, I agree. I'm not. It's it's interesting because like okay, so um, basketball you can tank because it's it's a, a strong link sport, right? Like it's important that your best player is incredible because like your best player conceivably can get the rebound, take the ball up the court, and put it in by themselves without having to make a single pass. Whereas like soccer is like a weak link sport where you need everyone on the team to be pretty good. Where if you have one really weak link and that person doesn't make that pass, you're not going to score that goal. Football, probably more similar, right? Like you need everyone, but has like the weird caveat of like, if your quarterback isn't good enough, the team can only go so far. So kind of a strange tweener between the two and that's but i think that's why you can't tank for draft picks um unless the quarterback of your dreams is sitting there and i just don't think that they are lawrence andrew luck peyton man right those guys are going to be there next and they're not there next year which is why i personally if it were me i'm rolling with jalen for another year i'm kicking the can down the road i'm going to trade one of those first round picks whatever one is sitting in the right position for us I'm going to trade it for another one in 2022, right? I'll just, I'll just flip it. <laughs> like I'll take a third this year and a first in 2022 to move off of one of those. And I want to go get blue chip defensive players. I want a shot at yes. Kayvon Thibodeau. I want a shot at Devin Stingley. Those are the kind of players that I'm looking for. I'm not interested in one of these quarterbacks that seems like it's uh, a gamble. I think we've played that game before. And I would like to have a sure thing. And if I don't have a sure thing, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's a hard worker. I think he's a leader. I think he's got a will to win. I think he can get better. And if not, he's still electric to watch play and the guys play hard for him. And that's that's good enough for me. I'd rather that than go get a draft pick that I don't, I'm not sure is going to work out. I'd rather have 
Kayvon Thibodeau and Jalen Hurts. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. I think one of the worst things a team could do, and I'm not talking about the Eagles specifically, is take a quarterback they're not super sold on because it sets your franchise back four or five years. Absolutely. Bears, Bears Mitchell Trubisky. Taking the wrong guy can set you back if you're not sold on that guy completely. I can't speak to Howie Rosen or the scouts, how they feel about this class, but as a amateur scout and reading people who know are more knowledgeable about the college game than I, it seems like those guys aren't it. It's not a Deshaun Watson coming out. Obviously, I don't want Deshaun Watson from the team now, but no. getting what I'm saying as a prospect. And I would put all my chips into Russell Wilson. I know the Eagles have had an obsession with Russell Wilson for nearly a decade now. I he's my favorite player in the league. I'd love for him to be in Philadelphia. I think there's enough. Even if they trade two or four, two first rounders, I think there's enough of a court here that he could succeed and win a division here next year. But if they can't get Russell Wilson, I'm not sold on any of these guys. I'd rather stack the team around Jalen Hurts, come back next season, and see what they can do. Because yeah. I, I, I'd rather just have the one missing piece be a quarterback and always keep that optionality there to steal a Sixers process. Uh, phrase because you don't know who's going to come available in the 2023 offseason. And 100%. Maybe it's it's Patrick Mahomes. It's not Patrick Mahomes, but just throwing names out there. Maybe it's Kyler Murray. You never know what's going to happen when someone could be out of of the situation. Dak Prescott, who knows? Somebody's unhappy. 
Yeah, someone's exactly. unhappy. You don't know what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Russell Wilson would be incredible. I also uh, I wrote a really long thing for Spin that they didn't run for some reason. What? It was like uh, they they did it the year before. It was like musicians on their favorite football team. You and weren't in on that? I've read that. You weren't in on it, right? Not two years ago. So I wrote one this summer for them. They asked me to, and I, I really put some thought into it, and it didn't run. I was pretty disappointed. I guess they probably didn't get enough people's responses. Um, but it was like, who wins the Super Bowl this year? And I said, the Green Bay Packers uh, beat the Buffalo Bills. And then Aaron Rodgers leaves anyway, getting a trade to Philadelphia. And then Jalen Hurts gets traded to his favorite football team as a kid. I don't know what that is and has a long and happy career. I would still take Aaron Rodgers is what I'm saying. I would. I think oh, I would rather yeah. have Russell Wilson, but I would be very happy to have Aaron Rodgers on the team as well. Yeah, I can't see why he'd want to come here, but I'd give him him like the LeBron tr- treatment where if you want to be kind of the GM at the same time, come here and do that, do whatever you want. I think uh, of Hurry, Matt Scottaline, who has been on the podcast previously, was in that article as well, the spin article. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I've read um, Hoppus was in it, but for the Rams, not the Eagles. He's, he's like a double fan. Yeah, he's double agent. I'm not in on it, but obviously I love Mark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also he lives in LA. I get it. I don't know how he ended up. I should have asked him that last night. I was talking to him. How I don't understand how he fan. became an Eagles fan. I don't yeah. think anyone really knows what the situation is there. Yeah, but I think they were kind of in lockstep on when we think about building for the future. Is like I, I don't think any of these quarterbacks coming out in the draft are worth taking over just letting Jalen have the team and, and continuing to build around him and having that optionality to make a move for a quarterback when you find the right quarterback. I don't want to rush that process and end up set back years. Yes. And because, I want uh, great defensive players. Uh, I yes. think BG is obviously aging. Steven Nelson is a stop gap. You know, Slay, I think is here another year, right? They, the way they restructured his contract this past off season to, free up some space and move some money around. It's uh, all about a guarantee that he will be here in 2022. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm looking for linebackers. I'm looking for pass rushers. I'm looking for corners. I'm not really interested in uh, taking a quarterback at the third pick or something to that effect. Would really like Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. That's your, that's your guy. Yes. I mean, the Oregon dude, if he's there, he seems, you know, chase young miles Garrett, prospect like mm-hmm. so if that guy's there take him but uh stingley kyle hamilton one of those three guys uh i'm doing the deal i'm, I'm grabbing them and 100 quarterback later on whether it's whether russell wilson is coming to philadelphia later in the summer aaron Rodgers, or a guy we're not even talking about don't even know the following year i just bryce I young. keep looking maybe bryce young's bryce a young. guy in 2023 or whatever I just I keep looking at the roster and looking at the record and going like, but but what's the obvious desperate upgrade need? Like I, I don't feel like the the offensive line is bad. I like the running back group. I could use a veteran wide receiver. I could use like a Jarvis Landry on this team. Yes. Um, just someone who's been around and can kind of help bring the younger guys along. That's really reliable. But I like Goddard. I uh, you know we obviously love a lot of the defensive line. I feel like a lot of the resources have to go on the defensive side of the ball. I agree. I think some of their positional value needs to change. I did a podcast last week. I did two last week, but one that came out, I think either last Thursday or last Friday was the Eagles have been a progressive organization in terms of forward thinking with the passing game and valuing certain positions. But it's kind of like the horseshoe theory in politics where they've gone so far in one direction 
that their sense of positioning has worked. One of those was running back, and they have been trying to get better at that. But linebacker specifically has been neglected this entire century. I'm someone who doesn't want to – they don't need to take a linebacker in the first round every two years or something like that. But at a certain point when you're looking at teams like Tampa Bay and teams that are having a lot of success defensively in the NFL, you do have to have talented players. There's a difference between putting in – giving guys huge, huge contracts, a linebacker, and then just having guys who aren't NFL caliber starters out there. And that's a situation the Eagles have been faced with for the last couple of seasons. And look at that Dallas game on Monday Night Football where they got trashed. It felt like they were picking Dallas is picking up seven yards of carry, just absolutely murdering them on the ground. We're talking about Eric Wilson was there, you know, between him and Anthony Harris, their big free agent signing. He was a healthy scratch on Sunday and just got waived. They need legitimate, you need and like you're talking about the I like that uh comparison the the weak a weak link a weak link team or weak link sport compared to a strong link sport the nfl certainly is one of those because if you have talented pass rusher if you have some maybe okay guys at safety and cornerback having non-nfl players at linebacker dooms that team yeah you can't it's really difficult to have a spot on the defense that is because they're just going to get picked on you see it every every single game somebody goes out and you're going to shove your rookie corner out there and what happens the quarterback locks in on that corner and picks on him the whole rest of the game. You really can't have truly, truly tremendously weak links. And you're right. We've neglected that position for a long time, but we are going into next year with a lot of draft capital and actually a really good amount of cap space. Once that Carson contract comes off. So then I'm wondering, do you trust the Sirianni regime to be the people that coach that, you know, we could, I don't know if I do. I I really feel like a million dollar question, right? I really feel like from a talent perspective, you could build a contender next year, right? Like, I don't think that you're going to be a Super Bowl team next year, but I think that you can spend some money in free agency, get some veteran wide receivers, get a good linebacker, take some blue chip defensive players to the top of the draft. And you can look at that roster and say, this is a an NFL roster. This is a, a fringe playoff roster. But do I feel that way about the coaching staff? And after seven eight games no right i don't yeah. i don't feel yeah. that way are you going to put all your chips into the nick sirianni bag because it's a situation i've talked about in the past the situation i see i don't think it's impossible that sirianni could be done after this year and that is not like a total reflection on him but the situation where they clearly see that jalen hurts isn't the guy do they do they trust sirianni to be the qb whisperer for a guy they take in the top three top five top ten of the draft or if they make a huge move for a veteran quarterback, whether it's a Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, whatever, do they want him to be the veteran offensive creative mind to go along with that all-pro Hall of Fame talent quarterback? I'm not so sure that's the case. Again, that isn't a total indictment of Sirianni as a person. As a coach, is the reality of the situation. The Eagles may need to reevaluate things depending on who their quarterback is in 2022. No, I think I would like Nick Sirianni if we hung out, right? Seems like a good guy. I don't want his yeah. life to be bad. No. Uh, I'd like him to succeed. But when you look at him, do you think one of the 32 best football minds in the world? And I don't, that doesn't, I'm not struck by that. Yes. So that's, um, I don't know. That's just kind of the, that's the bigger question mark for me. I think focusing on quarterback is I, I again, I like Jalen. I would ride with Jalen next year and let him keep trying to develop and make sure that I still have some draft capital available, kick that can down the road a little bit, trade for 2022 picks, build up around him. But I probably, I don't like, I don't like asking for anyone to be fired. It makes me feel bad. Sure. Right? That's their livelihood. 
I would probably move on from the Sirianni experiment. This is a dream scenario for me. And we could talk more about the Eagle season. I don't want to get too into fairy tales and dreams when there's still football to be played. And I don't want to necessarily just completely crap on Sirianni. But a dream scenario for me would be they sign Chris Godwin in free agency. They make a Russell Wilson trade. And Byron Leftwich is the new coach. That's so funny. Byron Leftwich is the person I've been thinking about this whole time, but I didn't want to like put somebody's name there. No, like I think he, it's, it, I, I was kind of surprised his name wasn't in the hiring cycle this previous year, not just for the Eagles, but for the league at large. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if maybe he had made it clear. I'm going to, I'm going to run it back. We're going to go win another Super Bowl, and that's, that's what I'm Perhaps. doing. So that's, but yeah, I mean, it's, Maybe You're he right. thinks he's the heir apparent the way McDaniels and Belichick kind of were like Harrington's is like, I'm probably just going to hang here as long as Brady does. And then it's your gig. That could be a reality of the situation. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's things that we don't know, but sure. that would be a great coach for this team. I would be really excited for that. Yeah, but you're right. It's it's that's a fairy tale right now. And what we have right now, uh, again, what we have right now is a team that I think could compete. I think that if you just use the talent that you have in the way that they are talented, it could be a competitive football team. And I've said this to you before. I know it's not a popular opinion. It's a very Ted Lassoian opinion. I don't sure. necessarily care that much about winning. I just want it to be fun to watch. And aside, that's, from, that's aside from the Dallas game and the Las Vegas game, I've had fun watching all these games, even when they lose. Because I see them fighting all the way to the end. You were in it against Kansas City. You were in it against Tampa Bay. Those were the Super Bowl teams last year. You were in those games. You know, you came back to beat Carolina. San Francisco was a winnable game. I have been kind of having fun. And I think that's a lot in part due to Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen as a person, but I've been disappointed what I've seen him from as a quarterback this year. But I still think that Sunday actually might be a winnable game. They're coming back home. Chargers have dropped back-to-back -back games. I think Justin Herbert is incredible elite quarterback talent. But I'm looking at some numbers, and I think that if they use the same plan of attack offensively that they used against Detroit, I think it's a very winnable game against the Chargers. I looked it up. Los Angeles, they are 32nd in rushing yards surrendered overall, 32nd in yards per attempt surrendered, and 32nd in run defense DVOA. Whether it's traditional or advanced metrics, they are the worst run defense in the NFL, worse than Detroit was. If there's a situation out there where they can just pound the rock with Howard, Scott, Kenny Hertz, Gainwell, and, and, some design, and some design runs and read options for Hertz, who was still the leading rusher last week with 71 rushing yards. I think being able to do that, control the clock, keep Justin Herbert off the field, I think there's a way, and maybe it's not the most sustainable way to play football for the next two, three years and be a consistent contender, but for one game on Sunday, I think there is a formula there for the Eagles to potentially win the game and upset a very talented club. I think you throw the ball 17 times and just run it down their throats. I also think though, uh, 32nd in all of those metrics, but the chargers are number one in, uh, alternate Jersey power rankings metrics because oh that dark God. blue, not, not just alternate, maybe just jerseys, just overall. in general, but the, not the even the NFL, blue. maybe in all of North American sports. It's really, really a strong Jersey. I mean, maybe not as good as the new six year spectrum Jersey, but well, a the really, the best in Philly, a really, really strong Jersey. The, there's a podcast I listened to that did like, uh, if you had to, like, let's say your NFL team just disappeared off the face of the earth and you had to pick a new team. And I was really tempted to pick the Chargers just because it's like, man, Jersey's real cool. This would be cool. I Players come and go, but the Jersey's going to stay. 
the Eagles do the blackout on Sunday. And maybe by the time this is out, they announce they have or they're wearing green uniforms or whatever. The Eagles do all black and like a pseudo color rust. The Chargers do all gold. Gorgeous day. That'd be a beautiful day. A four o'clock game, first four o'clock home game of the season. It'll be really cold. Not really, really cold, but as the game progresses, it'll get colder and colder. It'll feel like true football weather. And to see the aesthetics of that game with a packed crowd, ideally, because it's a later game, people have time to get down there, get a little uh, lubricated and get going. I think that can be a tremendous atmosphere on Sunday and help propel this team because I haven't seen a great home uh, home fan performance this season. Uh, they got literally taking over in week two uh, against the 49ers. It was an embarrassment. Good amount of Chiefs fans there, and that was week four. Uh, Tampa Bay, obviously, you're playing a consistent Super Bowl team. It's a, it's a weeknight game. It's a little bit harder to have that type of crowd, I think. Uh, but Sunday should be the best crowd of the year, too. And riding that momentum of that juggernaut dominating win on Sunday, maybe the fans can actually be a pivotal factor once again. Let's do it. Let's grind Los Angeles to dust with the run game, with the blitz, with the fan base. the last time we played the Chargers? In 2017, as Merrill Reese would say, runaway train about LeGarrette Blunt. They ran all over them. Wendell Smallwood, Sproles was still playing. What's LeGarrette Blunt doing right now? Does he want to come back and play? <laughs> he is, uh, I think he hosts tailgates with Chris Long. That's one of my favorite, like, really short lived Eagles of all time, I think. I, I loved LeGarrette Blunt on this team. Legend. He was incredible that season and in the postseason. Put Andrew Sandeo into the turf, or not the turf, just into the ground, into the hollow earth against the Vikings NFC Championship game. Scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Had, I think, like 70, 80, maybe even 90 yards rushing in that game. And was just tremendous all season. An unbelievable Philadelphia sports personality. Bringing guys like him, Torrey Smith, and Chris Longin. Having Chris and uh, LeGarrette win back-to-back Super Bowls here, specifically against their former teams in 2017 against the Patriots, was just a tremendous story. And I look now, Chris Long's Twitter picture is him and LeGarrette hugging in the locker room following that Super Bowl win uh, in Minneapolis on February 4th, 2018. And those two guys, obviously Nick Foles is the savior, the divine figure in Philadelphia, but I think those two guys summed up the atmosphere and the vibe of that 2017 so immensely. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, obviously, always Malcolm. Also, like, Corey Grant, yes. a big I mean, part of that. It really just – but that was the thing. It was it was a whole team, and and it's that's, like, a little bit of a vibe I'm catching sometimes this year, though, is I just feel like – I just feel like they're kind of galvanized. They have know, good I, people on the team. They that's have the thing. Like the, players. They have players that you're okay rooting for. It doesn't feel like you absolutely effing hate the team like you did last year. Yeah, there was a lot, and it didn't feel like the team liked each other that much last year. No, no. And I just, I do feel like this year that the team likes themselves, that they like one another, and and it's that's, important. It's important. I think, I really think it is, and I think you're seeing it with the Sixers right now too. Yes, when uh, because someone's not playing. Yeah, it just well, it just seems like the the people that are on the court are happy to be on the court together, and that's really cool. Uh, well, I have to hop off in a minute. Um, you mind yeah. if I just real quick say I have a solo record coming out? Yes, run through. I was I was getting ready. I think that was a good way to end talking about, you know, we're doing all the fantasy talk, uh, not fo- fantasy football, but the stuff for quarterbacks next year. Fantasy so, in my brain. <laughs> yeah, so to close up on some great thoughts about this season's team, 
plug everything you need to. Uh, well, I just I want to I mentioned the the Wonder Year shows earlier in the Aaron West shows, but I do have a, a solo record coming out um, in a couple of weeks. It's called Other People's Lives. Uh, it's, the vinyl is available at dancampbell.co. So like .com without the M, we couldn't get the M. The M's really expensive. But uh, <laughs> it was a pricey M. But yeah, it, it's uh, there's like less than a hundred copies of it left. So if that's a thing that you're interested in, I would not wait too long. That's the only thing I'm going to say about it. I don't, I don't like telling people to buy stuff. But if you, if you wanted to, that's where you can get it in the podcast description. Awesome, thank you very much. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the time to come on and talk about football and uh, just you in general. I appreciate you in general. I appreciate you too, Dan. I think that's a good way to wrap up. Please check out Dan's work. Huge friend of the one years, Aaron West is great. If you're able to catch a show from either of those acts, please do so. And definitely check out Dan's solo work, which is the same caliber as everything you're getting with the one years and Aaron West. Hopefully, we next time we're talking, whether it's this season or next season or the offseason, whatever, hopefully the vibes with this team are even better than they are right now. And while I'm not totally in on this, the Eagles being a, a true great team or even a good team at this point, I do think that Sunday is a winning winnable game. And if they upset the Chargers, I'm going to be really cocky on here next week. So <laughs> with that in mind, thank you for coming on. Please give us a review, rate, subscribe, everything on your podcast platform of choice. Also subscribe to the BGN YouTube channel. We do put these podcasts on YouTube. You can check us out on there. And as always, as always, please keep bleeding green. I am haunted by you. Be- G-N. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.